I think from the perspective of employees, I think we're really seeing now who are the companies that we do want to work for. How are they showing up or not showing up during these times? What is the type of company that you do want to be aligned with that you would be proud to work with? I think also on the other side, employers are seeing who is stepping up. Who is stepping up as a leader and being a source of good and a source of light, no matter your title. This is a huge opportunity to lead, to build community, you know, to step up. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. Like, it's not a matter of taking advantage, but it's a matter of saying, hey, things are crazy. What are my unique gifts that I can offer to make it even a little bit easier for my team, for my manager, for my colleagues, for the people around me? Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Goodwin, and I'm so glad to have you with me today as always. Thank you so much for your shares and your downloads and for being a subscriber. I love being on this voice journey with you, and I hope you're doing well. I hope you're safe and healthy, and we're going to get through this. We, you know, this too shall pass. So hang in there. If there's anything I can do to help you, please don't hesitate to reach out. I want to I want to be able to provide as much valuable information as I can for you because we're all in this together. And one of the ways that I can do that, obviously, is this show. And I'm, you know, I'm always so selective with my guests. You guys have heard me talk about that before. I really want to make sure I bring in people that are going to provide some great value for you. And my guest today is no different. She's amazing. She, I actually met her through LinkedIn and uh, I know her and her work from LinkedIn and a, and a group that we're in together. She is in career coaching and really electric. You're going to just love hearing from her. I thought it might be quite valuable to have her come on the show and hear her insight about finding the right work and what the work scenarios look like right now and navigating job changes and finding your true alignment, which are all the things that we're going to talk about today. But her name is Kristen Zavo, and I know you're going to love hearing from her. Let me just give you a little bit of background on her. She's a career coach and the best-selling author of Job Joy, Your Guide to Success, Meaning, and Happiness in Your Career. And she's on a mission to help unfulfilled high achievers find work and build careers and lives they absolutely love. Over the course of her career, she has spent nearly two decades in traditional corporate jobs, including time in investment banking, consulting, and industry, working for some of the top Fortune 500 companies such as Lehman Brothers, NBC, and Luxottica. I hope I got that right. Kristen earned her MBA in finance and BS in marketing and psychology, summa cum laude, from Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut. She's also a certified life coach, and her work has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Huffington Post, Business News Daily, The Ladders, and more, as well as on podcast and stages covering career, success, 
and finding life's purpose. Get ready to get some incredible nuggets, not only about career success, but about you success. Let's head over to the show. Kristen, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you with me today. Hello, and thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you. I I get really excited about all of my guests. I know my audience is right now thinking, she says this all the time, but but I really am. I love these conversations with my guests. And I felt like knowing your work, knowing what I know about your work, that there couldn't be a more timely time to have you come and talk to us about the work that you do and and get your thoughts. So let's just, for the audience's sake, let's just start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about what you do. So I'm a career coach. I'm also the author of Job Joy. And um, the work I do is I help high achievers to find work and build careers they absolutely love, whether that means staying put and redesigning their role, whether they do get another job, whether they change careers, or even if they take their side hustle or dream business to like reality full time. That is so cool. That is so cool. So you work with a variety of different people in different places in their careers. I do. Most, I mean, they're definitely experienced. So definitely plus years experience. Most of them have corporate in their background, even if they're trying to get away from that. Um, So, you know, those of us who are stuck in the corporate mindset, you know, we played by the rules. We got the good grades. We went to college, went to grad school. We been climbing the corporate ladder. And yet, even though we've checked all the boxes and we've done everything we're supposed to be doing, right? To be happy, to be successful, we look around and we're like, is this it? Why am I unhappy? What is wrong with me? Shouldn't I just be grateful? I have everything I said I wanted, right? And so like those are the people that I love working with to help them design careers and really lives that they love. I love that. And I I want to I, I, I'm trying to decide right now in my mind, do I, do I ask you the question about how you got into this or do I, I want to ask something about this and then I'm going to circle back to how you okay. got into this work. But as you were saying that, it made me think, is this a powerful time for people? You know, we're going to, we are no doubt, everybody, we are no doubt going to talk about the circumstances in our world, which was one of the reasons I was so excited to have Kristen come on and share some thoughts with you. Those of you that are unsure and maybe you're out of work and maybe you're panicked and and that I brought her on to, to assure you on so many levels. But as you were saying that, I just got to thinking, I mean, literally got chills thinking, is this not a perfect time for people to, I don't want to use the word pivot, but for them to reflect and maybe go in a different direction? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a crisis like this, any any trauma, crisis, anything going on, whether it's personal or like in this case where it is global, it has a way of just highlighting right? Things that are not working for us. When we're in our day-to-day and we're just surviving the day and going down our to-do list, it can be very easy to almost be asleep like a robot doing what we need to do. So I do agree this is a great opportunity to to reflect, to say what is working, to look at what are my top priorities and am I living a life, which by the way, your job is such a big part of, am I living a life that is aligned with what I say? is most important to me. Mm, that's good. 
That is good. How, how did you get into this work? Is this what you've always done? <laughs> no, definitely no. not. <laughs> no. I got into this work because of my own background. So I've had multiple careers when I was going to school. I was a teacher. And then my first like real job out of grad school was I was in investment banking. And then I spent almost a decade in financial consulting. I actually helped companies that were going through restructurings. Lehman Brothers might be one of the biggest ones that you know, at wow. least people of a certain age would recognize. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. And then I even, you know, worked in industry in corporate doing marketing strategy, customer experience. So I've changed jobs and careers multiple times in, in my, you know, working life. And every time I was in a job and I found myself unhappy or unfulfilled or asked myself, why am I doing this? Does this work even matter? You know, it forced me to look at, you know, what's going on here? What is the problem? And guess what? It wasn't what I thought it was. It wasn't just the bad boss or just the, I was waiting for another project or, oh, I deserve to be promoted, right? We come up with all these reasons, but through, I took the long route. So I helped my clients get there faster. But for me, it took like 18 years of being in traditional corporate role to figure out why was I unhappy and what could I do about it? And how could I be in a job where I would be happy in the long run? Not just the first three months or year or just after I got a bonus, right? Yeah. So that's how I came to this work. Um, I had a really big career change when I did go from financial consulting to the marketing and strategy work for a major retailer. And that was when people started asking me, well, how did you do that? How did you somehow finagle a promotion out of it too when you had zero experience? Will you look at my resume? How do I talk about this? Right? How do I find context? I have no one in my network. Um, and so that was how the career coaching was born. And then I wrote the book Job Joy, and I realized I had to take my own advice and take something that I was doing on the side for fun and go all in and make it my business. That's what I love to do. This is what makes me so happy. So why would I not do that? Well, your passion and, uh, and you're just electric. You're just <laughs> electric. I mean, your passion is just infectious. You know, it's so clear that you love what you do and you love helping people find that job joy. So let's talk about that for a minute. What is, so you've got a book and I think your, is your program named job joy as well? The, the yes, program that my, you teach? Yes. My book is named job joy and my program is find your job joy. Oh, okay. So, and it's a system that you've created over time yep. that you yep. teach people how to find that job that they love. Exactly. And, you know, when we do talk a little bit about job search and how can we look for a job or find happiness, even amidst everything going on, I can give you an overview. Um, But yes, I've got a three part, the three C's system and we go through it and it's very much obviously in depth, but it's a way to, you know, really figure out what do I want in my life for my work and how does that fit into the rest of my life? right? Building a plan. I talk about, you know, building a campaign out. I really like to see job search as, you know, like a marketing campaign, just like in business. Um, And then how do we intentionally and strategically connect with people? So that's a very high level. Um, We get really detailed and make sure that people are following not just an intentional path, no more applying to jobs you don't want. Okay. Anyone here listening, stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprised how many people tell me they apply to jobs they don't want, right? And it's a reactive mode. But the job joy process is really about being intentional and proactive and designing our career. And in doing so, when we realize we can design our career, we actually realize we can design our whole life. 
And that is the power. This is about so much more than just getting a job. My people, they can get a job. They're super smart, but it's about getting the right job that fits in with the rest of their life. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that people, yeah, I'm going to go back to something that you said it, 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 when we started. Why do you think that people stay in jobs that they don't love? Why do you think that people apply for jo- jobs that they don't want? Is it like with the, with the, oh my gosh, I stayed in this 15 years and I realized it's not in alignment. Does the time just kind of slip up on, on us or we don't? I mean, how yeah. does, you know, how does that happen? Talk to us about that. I think there are lots of reasons. I think we are taught from a very young age, what is success? What do I need to do? Right. Um, And it comes, the way we're taught is it comes from outside of us. It's money, it's Mm -hmm. title, it's climbing the corporate ladder. It's how fancy is your home, right? What are the clothes you're wearing? All of those outside factors. And what we're not taught in school is how do we figure out what is true to us? How do we figure out what we actually want? So I think one reason among many is that we just buy into this paradigm of outward forms of success and here are the steps I need to take. So I think that's number one. I think definitely pressure from, you know, well-meaning pressure, right? From family, from people who are close, who we kind of give our power away to them. What should I do? Right. And you go, someone says, oh, you know, how did I get into finance? Someone said, you're great with numbers. Girls generally aren't. So you should go get your MBA in finance. I said, okay. <laughs> you know, then yeah. I, start, I start a whole career in finance and really that's not where my passion is. Yeah. Right. And you know, something you said, I think the momentum of life, right? So many of us, we graduate school and our first, you know, thing that we do is I just need a job. Right. And then it gets desperate. I'll take any job. And then we take that job. And that's when you fast forward 10, 15 years later. And now you're really high up in an organization, in an industry that you don't even care about. And the momentum of life can be such, right? Just we're always in this busy, busy to do mode, super productive. I mean, my people are, they're all high achievers, but it means we don't stop. We don't stop to say, is this what I want? Am I happy? Right. We just continue. If we're not happy, we keep chasing the next thing. I must need more money. I must, you know, title. I just need a new job. But without ever actually stopping and asking, what do I want? What's going to make me happy? And that can be, you know, being honest with ourselves can be one of the most courageous things we do. And then the next step, actually taking action on them. We get one life, right? And so figuring out what we want and then taking action on it to be in alignment with that, that is the key to being happy. That is very powerful. Absolutely, 100%. And and I wonder, do you think that people are almost afraid to... I just had a similar conversation with somebody the other day, and it wasn't about a job, but it was about creating what they wanted to create in a program or videos or something. I don't even remember exactly, but... The, it, the bottom line of it was they couldn't come up with their solutions because they wouldn't slow down long enough to allow those solutions to come. And, and as I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking, I wonder if people are almost afraid sometimes to stop and think about what they want because they might realize they aren't living it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of fear. I think there's fear of exactly what you just said, fear of what if what I want doesn't match even what my parents want. And I say that. And when I say that, you might be thinking of younger people, but it doesn't matter how old we are. Like 
right. I have a friend who her mother is in her seventies and her mother's mother. So my friend's, you know, grandmother, um, you know, recently, you know, was going through some health issues and her mom was still struggling with, I want to make her proud. And why is she not happy? And it doesn't matter what I do. And literally this is a woman who's like 75 years old and, you know, grandma or her mom is well into her late nineties. Right. So it never goes away. Right. Um, But fear of what people will think, fear of if we do have a big dream, can we actually do it? Um, You know, and I think that we talk about and we hear addiction in in every form. I was just on a podcast recently about mental health and, and the different types of addiction. But the one addiction that we do not address is the addiction of busyness. Yes. And, yeah. And staying busy is a great way to hide from yourself and to push away the fear of what will happen if I actually allow myself, you know, to reflect. So yeah. I think I think there's lots of fears. Um but it's so worth it, right? At some point, the pain of staying where you are has to be stronger, unfortunately, than the fear. Because we as human beings, right, we are motivated more by leaving pain than following our dreams. For <laughs> sure, want, right? right? Yeah, I want to catch people earlier on so it's not <laughs> such a bad situation. Right. Um, but many times it does take a personal tragedy or even like a big situation like this to kind of like knock us upside the head and say, what are you thinking that what is important to you in life? And are you living that way? Yeah. Speaking of fear, let's, let's move this conversation into the, to the reality of the world that we live in, in this moment. And I know that for my listeners, I know some of you have probably been let go. I hope not, but I, but the reality is with so many of you out there that are listening Maybe you've been let go. Maybe you've been put on hold. Maybe, you know, I, I don't, hopefully you're still working. But what is the reality for people with the world we live in right now, as we know it, for, for changing jobs, for finding jobs, for, I mean, what is, the, what is your forecast? Where's your, get your crystal ball out yeah. and tell us, should we, should we feel hopeful? Are there... Is there still good on the horizon? Give us a give us an overview, and then we'll kind of nut out some of the things that people can do if they're looking to change yeah. jobs or really find that dream career right now. Yeah. So I just want to say you don't have to stop. Um, I think you can use this as an opportunity to not only figure out what you want to do, but to build the foundations of your job search. So you know, I have clients who are having interviews. Um, they're getting offers and they're even starting jobs amidst this, even if it is starting a job while they're working from home. So it's absolutely possible. And it's not one or two clients. I have multiple clients who are still progressing. And so, yes, we can look at the news and we can see all the bad, but I'm also seeing the good. And there are lots of reasons why this is actually a wonderful time to be looking for your dream job. Number one, right? The competition is way down, right? How many people are like, you know, it's hopeless, I'm giving up, or, you know, even have very valid reasons of, you know, they're at home with their family and, you know, they're homeschooling and they're head chef and they're right. trying to, to make money and handle their partner being home and all these things. So because of that, your competition is way down. There are industries that are actually uh, booming, right? I mean, telehealth, online learning, there are a lot of areas, IT, um, communications, there are a lot of areas that are growing and that really do need people. Um, you know, it's 
like we talked about before, this is a great time where our priorities are really being shown to us. In a time where we do have to stop, we get to see, was I living a life that was in accordance with what I said was most important? So this is a perfect time to reflect. This is a perfect time to be networking. Sure, you can't go to a big networking event, but people generally, they have more time and they're in a generous mood. They want to help you. So really, this is an introvert's dream. For the people who are like, I don't want to go to any networking events, now you have your perfect (laughs) permission slip to network from the couch in your PJs and actually develop meaningful one-on-one deep relationships, which are going to lead to your next opportunity. Um, So those are just a few off the top of my head, but there are lots of reasons that now really is a perfect time to continue or start going after your dream job. So yes, be hopeful. Um, be positive. You just need one job, right? I don't care about the stats out there. This is just you. And I would tell you this if, even if we were in normal times and someone was looking to change careers, right? I completely changed. I was finance, consulting, bankruptcies. All of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I want to be in retail, do marketing and strategy, customer experience. Those are like completely different things, right? And I just needed to find one, yes, one person who saw the value right? And of course, that's a big part of what I teach. How do you share that value? How do you share your story? All of that. But I just needed one person to say yes, right? That's remind yourself when you see these stats, first of all, stop following them, swim in your own lane, worry about your own things, taking it day by day. Um, But realizing you just need one person. You're not a statistic. I really love that because I believe in that for sure. You just need one yes. You, yeah. do, you don't need to, you, you know, for, for, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs as well, and you don't need everybody to want to work with you. You need your people to want to work with you. Yep. Right. And that's very, very similar thinking. Well, I want to jump back to what you said about networking in your PJs right now. What, how are, <laughs> what, what are people doing for networking right now? What are you seeing? What's, what's that looking like? Yeah. So, you know, in terms of bigger events, a lot of associations and organizations, they're actually offering free or very cheap discounted memberships now. And they're having online networking, you know, where we use Zoom or something like that. And we have groups, we can see everyone, they can break into smaller groups. I know even in my communities, I'm doing, you know, happy hour networking things and it's working beautifully. And you can also do one-on-one networking, which I recommend doing this even when times are normal. And that is connecting with people who are in your field, who maybe used to have the job you want, who would be your potential colleagues or your potential hiring manager, and just having really good one-on-one conversations. And you can do that on the phone. You can do it over FaceTime or over Zoom, um, but that hasn't changed. And I actually think those really good one-on-one conversations can be even more valuable than going to a big conference with 100 or 200 or 500 people. Um, and like I said, right, you, you can be in your PJs. You can be comfortable. You can have your notes in front of you um, and you can absolutely connect just as well. And then when this is all over, you can go meet for coffee, right? You can- yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. So lots of opportunities, no excuse. So what... What do you, while we're on the crystal ball thing, and I I know you may, you may not have a a full on projection, but what do you, do you have any thoughts on how the job market is going to be when we're through this? Do you think, you know, a lot of people are talking about that we won't go back to the new normal. I mean, there won't, we won't go back to normal and that that can be a good thing in many, many ways, but do you have any 
Do you have any projections on when we get through this pandemic, what things look like? Are people going to go back to work? Is things going to be reframed? Or do you have any thoughts you could share with us on that? Of course. I've got lots of thoughts. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think from the perspective of employees, I think we're really seeing now who are the companies that we do want to work for. How are they showing up or not showing up during these times? What is the type of company that you do want to be aligned with that you would be proud to work with? I think also on the other side, employers are seeing who is stepping up. Who is stepping up as a leader and being a source of good and a source of light, no matter your title? This is a huge opportunity to lead, to build community, you know, to step up. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. Like, it's not a matter of taking advantage, but it's a matter of saying, hey, things are crazy. What are my unique gifts that I can offer to make it even a little bit easier for my team, for my manager, for my colleagues, for the people around me? Um, So I think that's a big thing. Of course, I think work from home, we're all being forced to learn how to do it. Companies are being forced to put in, you know, the infrastructure to make it work. Um, Where I think we're still in the phase where we're learning how does it work? How many meetings do we need to have? How many need to be, you know, where we see each other's faces online versus call? How do we really get good with communication? Um, But I think after all this, they're going to realize a lot of companies that did not have work from home policies, they're going to realize that they actually can. And it's good for the employee, right? More flexibility, but it's also good for them, less expenses. Um, So I expect that in the long run, there will be more flexibility. And by the way, if you were one of those people who has been saying forever, you wanted a job where you could work from home, let's prove that you can be productive, right? Let's prove that you're even better at home so that you can keep that. So I do think that a lot of companies will, if they weren't already, obviously work from home was an upward trajectory, but I think if they weren't already, they're going to add more of that in. Um, so those are f- a few a few thoughts off the top of my mind. I think community is going to be more important, right? We're learning to see people in a more holistic view. It's not just their job. It's not just what they do at work. Um, and I think that's really important and will be a really good benefit um, from all of this. Um, yeah, without going on too much. Those are the Yeah. The no, I my head. I agree. I agree. Of course, I've worked from home and online, you know, yeah. I think since the first week Zoom was out, you know, <laughs> but I'm loving it because I'm meeting everybody's cats and their dogs and their children. Mm-hmm. And so I love what you said about, you know, it we're really seeing people beyond the job now. And it's it's funny with some of my people, they laugh. They're like, I'm not going back. This is great. Yeah. I'm more, I'm more productive, you know, and it's a mixed bag. I mean, some people are having, finding it more challenging because it, it, interesting things they're saying, like every conversation that happened in the hallway is now a, is now a zoom meeting and that's taxing. And then, you know, for, for some people, they don't have all their monitors or this, that, or the other, but others are saying to me, this is unbelievable. I'm getting 10 times more done you know, or, or I'm feel more comfortable. I feel, you know, all different kinds of things. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see, but I'm in agreement that work from home is that will be, there will be a lot more of that, I think, because, you know, even working with people on video that for years I've been saying to people, you got to get on video, you got to master video. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to. Well, then overnight, they didn't have a choice. Yeah. And so that that fear uh that fear that was around that work at home or or doing things online 
we're seeing that that is a reality, that it can work. Yeah. Which I think is really exciting for a lot of people. You know, if that's your most productive space, then do it, right? Yeah. Giving us more options. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I, do you, when you work with people, I know you help them find their job joy, but do you tee them up for success in the interview process as well? Is that something oh, that you, yeah, you work on that as well, right? Yeah, I mean, we do, we do soup to nuts. How do you figure out what you actually want? How do you craft your campaign? So I talk about crafting your career mm-hmm. story. How do we make sure your online presence matches what's coming out of your mouth, right? We talk about personal brand. Um, then of course we talk about the networking and I don't even like the word informational interview, but I know people here will know what that means, right? How do you have meaningful conversations where you can practice your story, where you can build relationships, where you could do the best market research ever? Sometimes what we think we want is not what we want, Mm, (laughs) right? For sure. Um, And then of course, how do you interview? How do you nail the interview? And then it's not done after that, right? How do you choose between jobs? A lot of my clients get a few offers coming in at the same time. So how do you choose? How do you remember what was important, even in the excitement of, oh, I need to accept, I need this job. What if it's taken away? Um, so there's that. And then of course, it's it's even getting you know started on with the right foundation, getting off on the right foot in your new job. The work doesn't end when you sign the offer letter or when you walk in to day one. There's still so much more to do. You've got a clean slate. It's time to position yourself you know, as a leader and an influencer in your new organization. Yeah. What do you think? Do you, is there a, a, a obvious thing to say, what, a misconception about, about interviewing or something that people miss every single time on the interviewing process or a thought process that they're coming at it completely wrong that you can share with us? There's lots. Okay. <laughs> okay. More than one. It's more than one, but I think, you know, the biggest mistake is trying to fit yourself into a box and you know be scripted and exactly what do they want to hear. Mm. The way that you're going to be memorable, the way that you're going to connect is really by being your authentic self and through story. And that's how people are going to remember you. That's how they're going to say, I want you on my team, right? It's that energy. It's really being you. And that's why the networking is such an important piece of the program that I teach, because I want you to have practiced talking about yourself so much that by the time you are in the seat across from someone interviewing for your dream job at your dream company, by the time you get there, you've said it so much that you're not in your head thinking, what am I going to say next? You can actually be fully present and the real you can shine through. And I don't want you landing a job where you can't be your real self. Right? And so a big piece of attracting perfect for you opportunities is being you. Now, there is some work behind that, right? We need to make sure that you're confident in telling your story. Make sure that you are confident in in answering the questions and connecting the dots, right? Of your past, of your experience, of your skills, of your education, all of that. That is your responsibility to make it easy for a hiring manager to see why you're a perfect fit. But once we get down those fundamentals, then you could just go in and be you. Yeah. Okay, so my audience right now is going, now we completely see why she brought her on this show because you're talking my total language right now. When it comes to voice, one, when you're up in your head thinking about those answers, your voice is not capable of working. It it flat out will not reveal the best version of you. And that's what I hear you talking about is, I love what you said about, I call it tentacles out. 
let me be what they what I think they want me to be. And that is that is a trap deluxe. That is a prison, in my opinion. Oh, you're setting yourself up to have to wear a mask to work. You know, if you do land the job, right? If you land the job, now you got to be someone else. And anyone who has been in a job that they didn't feel like they could be themselves, you know how much energy that takes. It's not worth it. Yeah. And I find a lot of times that, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen this as well, there's a misconception that we have to be what we think they want us to be. That and, and not really fully understanding that they, what they really want us to be is they really want us to be the best version of us, to bring all our great gifts and big ideas to the table. Is that, I mean, is that what you see t- too? Yeah, I think, you know, I think even employers and hiring managers might think that they do want something. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, so I think there is that. I think there's work to be done on both sides. Um, but I want someone to land a job where they are celebrated and appreciated for who they are. And if you are in a bad job situation right now, that might seem laughable. Nobody likes their job. Nobody is appreciated for who they are. Um, But the truth is once you get a taste of that, there is no going back. I have worked with people who are in really toxic jobs, who were promised promotions for years, who were working on the weekends, doing all this extra stuff and not even given any appreciation or validation. And then they go to another job. They're working less. They're just being themselves. And everyone thinks, right, they're the best thing since sliced bread. Well, that is when you know you're in the right space where you get to be you, you get to play to your strengths, you get to do work that you actually love and that you're good at um, and be rewarded for that and appreciate it. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of toxic, uh, as, you, as you were talking about a toxic workspace. Unfortunately, I have had even had people on the show that have talked about toxic work workplaces, but I was thinking back to what you said about being in alignment. And I wonder if when we're not in alignment with our true passion and our true work, that that we are in a toxic space, even if it's not toxic. You, you know what I'm saying? That it's toxic to us. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. You know, people will say, I feel guilty. I need to stay in this job, um, even if it's not aligned, right? And they feel guilty for all the reasons, right? They do so much work. They'd be lost without them, all of these reasons. But the fact is, if you stay in a job that is not for you, right? Not only is it painful to you, not only is it sucking out your soul and your vitality and just all the good things in life, um, but you're also taking that job away from someone who it is a perfect fit for. And, you know, not only are you hurting that person, but also the company you're working for, they deserve to have someone in that role that is just on fire and loves it. Just like you deserve to be in a role where you are on fire and love it, right? So you finding work you love, it benefits everybody. Yeah, I never even thought about it that way. And that is so true. And it sounds like it's 100% possible. Absolutely. Yeah. My clients afterward, after they land their jobs, they literally say things like, I found my job joy. <laughs> oh, fun. It's fun. Possible. Yeah. Are you having to make any adjustments in this, all this pandemic and everything? Are you doing anything differently? Are you having to approach things differently? What is, how, what's changed in your world, if anything? Yeah. So I think the, the core process that I teach Luckily, it's recession proof. It's pandemic proof. These are these are the the steps in the process that work no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, my messaging has changed. Right, whereas maybe I would have 
focused on, yeah, you know, if you have a toxic job, if work sucks, right? If you have a terrible manager, I might've focused on that. Whereas now I'm more focused on, hey, listen, we're all in this together. Let's use this time to figure out what's important to us, to use this time to update our online presence and set the foundation, use this time to build authentic connections. And so the actual work isn't different, but I think in any business, right? And I think you should be doing this even if you're in a corporate job, but of course we need to be sensitive of the times and what is going on in people's mind. What are their problems right now? And it might not be, hey, I have a shitty job. The problem might be, I'm doing my best, but I'm burning out. And I know this is not what I meant to do. Yeah. Right. So I would say the messaging of course has changed just to meet my audience where they're at. Of course, I've done a lot of COVID specific job search, COVID specific leadership training. I've been showing up more both with my general audience and in my paid programs. So that of course has changed, but it's just an extra. It's just an addition, but the main process luckily um, still holds strong. That's great. And, 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 you know, got about again, once again, I've got about three different directions I want to go in my head, but I was thinking, reflecting back to something you said to me before we, before we started that I, and I'm, so I'm totally switching gears here, but when you said, when you said how we were talking about how powerful the voice was and how you even, you know, speaking of voice, even how you help your clients make a bigger impact with their message on video because for for many people that's totally new. Absolutely. They they can stand up in a conference room with a little bit more ease, but this video thing is is it is it throwing people a little bit? It's definitely throwing people. Um I think interviewing is hard enough as it is, right? So to do an online interview can feel tough. I think, you know, for my clients who are in leadership positions and they're holding meetings, right? It's completely different. How do you keep people engaged when we're all in our homes and I might be checking Instagram while I'm supposed to be listening to you? Um, so yeah, I think voice, I think, um, as much as you can making eye contact through the camera, which by the way, might not be looking at yourself or other people, right. Looking at the camera. I think the way we use our body, the way we move, of course, inflections in your voice, um, they're all key components, um, to keeping people engaged, uh, with whatever it is you're talking about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, this is just fantastic. And I, I know I could keep you here all day talking, but I'm, I probably should start, start winding down. Is there, <laughs> is there any particular last thought that you want to share with people in the audience here that are, that, that are in this position, this position to need you? Any last thought? And then we'll talk about what you, you know, where people can find you and all of that. But is there any last thoughts that you want to share with those that are thinking about finding that alignment, finding that job joy right now? Yeah, you know, and this is not COVID specific. These would probably be my final thoughts no matter when Mm -hmm. we were talking, but just knowing that it is never too late. It's Mm -hmm. never too late to go after, you know, what you are meant to do. It's never too late to change your mind. I remember at age 30 thinking it was too late. Like Uh, seriously. Yeah. (laughs) And it's never too late. Whether you're 30, 40, 50, 60, it is never too late to do the work you're meant to do. Um, And it's also your responsibility. Right? Yeah, this is the impact that you are meant to make, and you deserve to have work, to have a job where you are appreciated, where you are valued, where you are well compensated for mm-hmm. doing work that you love and that you're great at. You deserve that. Yeah. That is your right. 
Yeah, that's great. I, as you were saying that, I was thinking about Louise Hay. I believe she was 60, maybe even 70 when she started Hay House. Yeah. I think yeah. it was 60, but it, it might have been seven. I mean, it was, you know, and then, of course, you always hear stories like Colonel Sanders, I think, was 55 or 60 or something yeah. when he got the, opened the first contest. And look at what came out of that. So that's that's really great. All right. Well, so Job Joy is a book. Where yep, can we, yep. where can we buy the book? Is it on? Get it. Yep. It's on Amazon, okay. Bible, wherever you buy your books. Um, okay. There. And then where do people find you if they want to work with you or, you know, want to find out more about your program? Where do we send them? Yeah. So I am pretty much everywhere on social media. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's where you and I connected. Tracy. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, I do a live show on Facebook every Monday at 12 noon. So that's a great way to get a taste of coaching and ask questions. I always come with a tip or a strategy. Um, and then my website is findyourjobjoy.com. And that's 12 noon Eastern on yep. Monday? Okay. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And that's on your, is that on your business Facebook page? Yep. It's on my business page. So if you just look up Kristen J. Zavo, and I'm sure you'll probably put links um, below, Um, which reminded me um, for listeners, I also do have a gift. It's a COVID and your career mini training series. So I'll give you a link to that, that you can share in case they do want to jump in and get that. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Thank you so much. That is what a wonderful gift. Well, yeah, I will post all the links. I'll post the website, the Facebook page, LinkedIn. I'll I'll post all the links so that you can just scroll to the bottom of the show notes and find Kristen. If you're you're needing her assistance, look her up. Maybe you're not even needing her assistance, but look her up. Yeah, let's connect. (laughs) Yeah, definitely connect because, you know, you never know. We never know what's the big picture plan. So, well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has just been really incredible. I really appreciate you sharing so many valuable nuggets with me in the audience. Thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. Yeah, and thank you listeners for being here. As always, I appreciate you, but that's it for today. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. And until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes.